service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I'm Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 56. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, London Moore. London, I appreciate you coming to the podcast. Always a good time. If you've not yet, make sure you check out last week's episode and give London a follow. She is on Instagram at 6HannahM6. I have a link to her Instagram, her OnlyFans, in the Libsyn page from last week. So make sure you hit that Libsyn page. Give her a follow. If you're on the old social media, we are as well. We are at Full Service Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Tank Funkadelic on Instagram and Twitter. Give everybody a follow. <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast, if you like what we're doing here week after week, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that like button. You will be alerted as soon as a new episode drops. Ratings and reviews really do help for the podcast, so if you could give us a five-star rating, write a review, I will read it on air. It could be bad, (laughs) but I will read it, so uh, if you could do that, that'd be awesome. Today, episode 56, I'm excited, taking a trip back down to Australia, baby. (laughs) My guest is the Aussie girl next door, Cherry Dana. She has one of the most popular OnlyFans in Australia and the world. It's... (laughs) incredible she's a social media influencer she's a content creator we discuss her career as a dancer moving to mexico growing her brand through snapchat dating only fans mental health we talk about it all i'm so excited for this interview you can find cherry on twitter on instagram at cherry dana 27 onlyfans.com slash cherry dana 27 give her a follow on everything i'll have a link in the libsyn page from this week so make sure you check it out show her some love i'm gonna stop talking i'm excited for this interview i hope you enjoy it i'll see you on the other side thanks Welcome back, listeners. It's Tank Smith. I'm excited for today's episode. My guest is an Australian-based cam star, social media influencer, content creator. She is the Aussie girl next door, Cherry Dana. Cherry, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah. I'm I'm excited we could do this. This is great. This is awesome. Yeah, it's good. I like the way that you say Aussie. You say Americans call it Aussie. (laughs) (laughs) so i said i said it right this time yeah oh fuck yeah hell yeah (laughs) where uh where are you joining us from from sydney australia oh boy i feel like i feel like every time i hear sydney all i think about is finding nemo right well i mean it's like what was there 42 wallaby way sydney is that yeah yeah p sherman 42 wallaby way sydney that's what i that's what i think every single time (laughs) story How big was Finding Nemo big over there? I'm always I never I've never talked to an Australian about Finding Nemo. Was it huge over there? Yeah, it was pretty big. I actually watched um Finding Dory the other week. I actually never saw it. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. I was watching Disney Plus because I got it to watch the new Milan movie, which is amazing. It's good. Yeah, and now I'm addicted to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it my my parents just gave me their login like last week and i haven't watched anything yet but uh i've been curious about mulan because i mean i love the uh first one you know christina aguilera really spoke to me yeah she speaks to everyone <laughs> <laughs> <She's> amazing <laughs> you can be whoever you want to be that's <laughs> <laughs> where uh where are you from originally uh from newcastle 
So still in Australia, but it's about two hours north of Sydney. And it's kind of like a beachy, small to like large sized city. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, it's pretty casual, laid back. Nice, nice. How long uh, have you been in Sydney? So I moved back to Sydney three and a half months ago. I was in Newcastle for three and a half years before that. Okay. So I've lived in Sydney before for like nine years. And okay. Yeah. So I prefer Sydney out of the two. What's something, like if you were to send, like have a recommendation for somebody to do, like that's coming to Sydney for the first time, what do you recommend? You got any recommendations? Ooh. Well, I guess you've just got to go across the Sydney Harbour Bridge because it's just – I don't know. I live not in the city here, so I get to drive across the Anzac Bridge, but driving into the city is one of my favorite things to do because it's like you get kind of like in the mood and you're all hyped up. You're like, yeah, I'm going to the city. And you're like, it's like a rush of energy almost. That's dope. Fuck yeah. Yeah, the bridge <laughs> Opera House, I I say most people go and look at first. Okay. Yeah. Have you uh, Have you been to the U.S.? Yeah, four times. Ooh, nice. What uh, You got a favorite spot in the U.S. to travel to? I love New York. New York's great. Yeah, if, like, if I had to move to the States, I would love to be in New York, but I think it'd be more beneficial if I was in L.A. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. yeah L.A.'s a great spot. I feel like New York's more like comedy, but L.A.'s more like acting. Yeah. Well, I'm not much of an actor, to be honest. I'm I'm just good at talking <laughs> a lot of shit. So <laughs> yeah. That would be very handy in Los Angeles. <laughs> no, not that kind of shit. Just like talking <laughs> like nonsense online. <laughs> yeah. What uh what do you like to do? What uh what's something you're passionate about? Uh like in hobbies? Yeah, yeah. So I enjoy dancing. So I used to dance um professionally when I was younger. So I enjoy salsa dancing and well, mainly salsa dancing, but like jazz, hip hop. Um, I f- find they're really big stress relievers for me. Hell yeah. I feel like dancing really does. Like I'll dance alone in my house when my roommate's yeah. gone. And yeah. it, feels re- it feels really good. That's what I do. I dance with my dog. We've got the whole like spin around and he jumps up and I catch his hands and then we can dance together. We've got that down pat. That's a lot of fun. My roommate's dog, he kind of like, he hangs out with me a lot and he like, we do dancing. It's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're, uh, what kind of dog do you have? I know your dog's like famous. I've got a bull Arab. His name is George and he's got two different colored eyes. He's got a blue and a brown eye and he's pretty much loved by everyone because he's just a funny dog. He's got the best cues and it's usually video or photo bombing especially if i'm doing like strip teas strip teases or something nude he just likes to come sit there and look at the camera and be like no (laughs) (laughs) this is not happening (laughs) stop pay attention to me (laughs) don't look at my mom (laughs) (laughs) where uh i so i i uh I did a little research before this, and like it looks like 19, you moved to Mexico, start yeah. dancing. How was your experience doing that? It was probably the best decision I ever made leaving Newcastle, where I grew up, 
Um, I was very naive and small-minded and moving to Mexico really was an eye-opener for me. It was fun. It, I wouldn't do it now, like right now. Okay, yeah. Teen or early 20s, I think it's like the perfect timing to do it. Um, I definitely partied hard. I don't remember the first three months, to be honest. <laughs> I'm definitely turned off tequila, that is certain. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but um it was it was awesome yeah. how'd you choose how'd you choose mexico like how did uh how'd, how'd that happen so i stupidly moved to sydney for a relationship that didn't work out and when i moved back home i couldn't really get a job in anything i didn't know what i wanted to study but i was still dancing and I just applied with a company called Get Up and Go Global. I think they're Canadian. And I think I had five job offers and I selected like a dancing and entertainment job. Okay. In Cabo San Lucas. And I went with them. They seemed to pay the best. I spoke to the staff and you go over there and you pretty much have like a two week and then three months trial. Okay, sweet. Did you speak Spanish at all going into this? No, going over there, no, that's why I was so naive. I was like, how do they not speak English? And yeah, yeah and I was just that stupid little blonde girl from Newcastle that I was like, oh my God, you're in another country. You need to learn to speak Spanish. But I picked up things here and there. So I understand some things like in writing and if I hear it, but to be able to speak it now, it's been like 10 years or so. So I haven't really had anyone to practice with. So yeah. I was going to say, like, how big is Mexican food in Australia? Like, had you had much Mexican food before going to Mexico? Only the little nacho and burrito boxes you can get at, like, the supermarket. That was the extent that we have. Like, you know, the hard shell ones that stand up by themselves? Oh, yeah. Standard stuff. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, going to Mexico, the food is 10 times better over there than the little box nachos. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Mexican food. Absolutely love it. It's hard to find a good restaurant over here that can make food similar to in Mexico. I feel like if you were to just start a Mexican restaurant in Sydney, that's that's the, that could be highly profitable imagine that i would need to find some decent workers though who can cook because i can't cook that well that is true australians cooking mexican food you, you might get called out for that but yeah i think so <laughs> we're canceling you over here australian mexican <laughs> like sorry <laughs> <laughs> how long uh, did you dance in mexico i was there for 19 months oh okay sweet yeah, my original contract was only eight months, but I extended and stayed. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a good time. Do you feel like there was like a learning curve to like dancing at all? Yes. So I didn't learn any Latin style dances before going there. And then when I was over there, I learned um, like salsa, reggaeton, um, samba, uh, merengue. I learned so many different styles. We had... American choreographers fly in and teach us like uh, full shows that we had to do. So we did a mixture of rock, Latin mixes, um, contemporary. Like there was a whole bunch of different shows because we did five shows during a week. And then oh, we wow. had two different parties. So a Mexican fiesta and a beach party as well. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
But it was so weird because we would work. So I used to work 12-hour days over there and only make $20 a day. What the fuck? Yeah. So it was it like that's what I mean. I mean, I wouldn't do it now, but when you're young, it was perfect. Like if you wanted to party, you wanted to experience like new cultures, new people and like travel. But yeah, like you can't I can't buy those experiences that I learned over there. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Do you still keep in uh, contact with any people you met uh, in Mexico? Yeah, for sure. I've got a few friends that I know from over there. Um, a few of them are in uh, the States now. Um, oh, okay, sweet. And, um, yeah, I visited a few friends. I went back maybe four years ago to visit and nothing had really changed. I was like, oh, my God, it reminds me of my hometown. <laughs> 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 maybe a few more like hotels had popped up, but that was it. You got to keep it the same. Keep people coming back for those memories. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> when did you like? I guess like start your like social media brand. When did uh, when did that all happen? How that how that kind of take off? So I've been on social media for about eight years now, and I started with Instagram. Uh, my first account, of course, got deleted at ten thousand, and so I was just determined. I was like, well, I'm just going to make another one. And I did, and it's been growing and growing since then. And at about 150K on Instagram, I decided to create a public Snapchat. I saw a girl called um, Seji Fergo. She's English. I don't know if you've heard of her. Like years ago, she was very popular. And she had about 4 million people on Snapchat. And she was doing topless, um, topless and like some nudity um, posts. And I was like, well, if she can do it, I can do it. So then I started doing it. And my Snapchat actually went partially viral. And I got up to about 620,000 people on my Snapchat. Wow. Yeah, this was before Snapchat changed their policies. And I think they bought out Snapcash in the States. Okay. Yeah, so they ended up removing like everybody who had large Snapchat accounts off the platform. So because they're bringing Snap Cash out, so people could actually like make money, which backfired. So yeah, and I've just kept growing since then. How how like important do you think Snapchat was to like building your brand today? Uh, Snapchat back in the day, a few years ago. It has such a strong traffic push and reach, and it was such a popular platform um, that I think it was beneficial to be on that platform, especially if you were on Instagram, to have two, two mainly used social media apps that people really enjoyed and could interact with you on. And you could post. It was so easy to post just like daily content. Like, especially on Snapchat, you just snapped whatever you were doing and people just love watching what people do throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like some people are better at Snapchat than others. Like, I am I feel like I'm okay, but then yeah. I'll see some people making a video and I'm like, how do you even do that? Like, that's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Snapchats used to be 10 seconds and you had to try to fit everything you were trying to say in 10 seconds before the Snapchat would like run out of time. Oh shit. That's wild. Now it's just like never ending. You can hold your finger down and just keep recording. Yeah. You can make however long you want. Yeah. Apps have come a long way. (laughs) (laughs) 
For sure, for sure. Yeah. Was there any when you started Snapchat? Were you like uh, posting like nudity at all? I know you mentioned that uh, there was that kind of lady that you kind of looked up to. Were you like selling content on there, or was it just like posting content? No, so it was free. So, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it was legal. Like you could post nudity on Snapchat. This was before everybody decided to get a Snapchat account. Yeah, that makes sense. Mainly like provoked from snap cash oh australians follow americans so if americans do something australians are like we have to do it even though they don't understand why they just do it yeah i mean i mean america we're 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 leading the charge okay hey we're number one we're like okay (laughs) follow the leader (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's what it's like yeah what uh what work goes into like building your like personal brand? Like what kind of work goes into that? Oh my gosh, it's so time consuming. I think I think even just to post a photo, like people who don't work in social media, that I think it takes them about 10 or 20 minutes just to come up with a caption and yeah. <laughs> 20 hashtags that they shouldn't be using, but to use them in a caption. And when you've got like six Instagram accounts, like three Twitter accounts, you've got multiple Snapchat accounts, it's a lot of work. That is so much work. Yeah, it really is. Like, especially if like somebody did actually take 20 minutes to come up with a caption. God. <laughs> how, how how important is the caption? That's a question. It depends on um, what your outcome is what you're trying to get, if you're trying to get people to interact, to boost your engagement, if you're trying to push them through to another account. Um, It all comes down to, like, what you want your viewers to do. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people view it as that, though. No, for sure. Not not at all. It's just like, oh, hey, I'm just going to post this picture. Who really cares? Like it or don't? I really like, hey. (laughs) I Days like that, I'm like, whatever, like, do what you want with it. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think people are attracted to your brand? I know. I think a lot of Americans follow me because they like my accent, which is weird, but I'm okay with it. We do like the accent. Americans love the Australian. I feel like we like British and Australian. We love that shit. Yeah. I, but see, I think the American accent is awesome because it's different to people out here. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I also just post a lot of, over the years, I've tried to incorporate my family, my friends into my brand and make it as personal and give people insight into my life, which I notice multiple accounts of girls who just literally use their social media to monetize and push for like nude content. They don't really make it too personal. Yeah. And I think people want to see that it's not just like you're not a robot. You actually have feelings. You actually have hobbies. You're relatable. And I think that's what makes people respond more. I think that's definitely true because I feel like I saw I saw a video of you like playing like beer pong maybe with like your mom the other day. And I'm like, this is like, this is so she much fun. She's 91. She's an absolute legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, it's like, just like, I've, cause just like seeing your brain, it just like seems like it's like you're having like pretty much fun all the time and like just like super like positive energy. And I feel like people just like respond to that. Yeah. Well, I guess people can't respond 
too negative if you're always positive. Yeah. The only thing you really hate on is your look then or the sound of your voice. Yeah. And then like, I like how I look. I like how my voice sounds. Fuck you. I don't got to deal with this. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Jog on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's it? Uh, what's it like having fans? I don't really see them as fans. I, I see them as more like supporters or some of them have followed me for five or six years and they know so much about like my family, my friends and my life. And they remember, I, like sometimes I'm like, how do they even remember that from five years ago? Or yeah. how do they know I said that? Like, damn. <laughs> I I don't know. I I just chat to people normally, like even on my OnlyFans and even on my Instagram, I have DMs with people that I've never met before. And I've, I've made friends with people all across the world and had just such interesting conversations. I just don't see them as fans. I see them as equals and they've just supported me without them. I wouldn't be in the position I'm in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That makes sense. Have you ever, do you, people ever recognize you in public? Does that ever happen? They're like, oh, it's Jerry. Yeah, they do. And either they use George, my dog, as like the icebreaker and be like, I love George. I follow George. And I'm like, George is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they just stare at me and they hold their phone up and then look at their phone and look at me and look at their phone. And I'm like, this is awkward. Do you just want to like come over and say hi maybe instead of just like looking at me in the phone? <laughs> but there's some people that like will ask for a photo or come over or yeah sometimes it doesn't yeah. often okay i feel like it's always like because just like kind of like meetings like i met like uh some like pete like i met like a famous like my like favorite rapper one time yeah and then i and then it was like just like i was like almost in shock i was like oh my god it's like you from the phone my the music oh my god and <laughs> just like free i feel like froze up and like got all like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like you turned into a fangirl, did you? Yeah, I fangirled out hard. It was. It was. <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt like I think I said something like super dumb too. Like, hey, keep doing what you're doing, or something. I don't know what I said, but uh, <laughs> I, I was like, like, dude, they just would have been like, thank you. Like they wouldn't have read too much into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you started, you said uh, you said like eight years now you've been doing social media? Yeah. When you started, did you see yourself becoming this big? No, I, I didn't. I guess, I mean, a million followers was a target and I hit a million followers and now I've fallen from a million, but I don't actually care because I've already achieved that. And I feel like Instagram has become a space where it's like there are so many bots, fake accounts, people just being so negative and put people in like shadow bands and things like that. And now I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not really faced. And my focus has now moved to um, the future and changing changing direction for like the long term. Okay. So still be, I'll still be on social media, of course, but currently with um, – nude content and stuff that I create, I want to set up a long-term job kind of social yeah. that doesn't revolve around that, but that can grow now. Fuck yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've got two websites that are, that are being 
fixed and re-edited because I used to have Charity TV as my website that did really well. And I combined two, two different like industries, like blogging and like normal blog posts. And then I combined with like porn and subscriber content and things like that. And now I've decided to split them into two. And oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, and focus charity TV just around like sex, dating, confessions, taboo topics, and focus on, I guess, topics people are interested about but don't want to talk with their friends about. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and really like I like pushing boundaries online. Yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody has to do it, you know, and if it's just yeah. if it's you, so be it, you know. Someone's got to do it. If it's me, I feel like I'm used to all the roadblocks that you get along the way anyways. I'm like I've had them for 8 years. So, what's another like pushing boundaries, getting more roadblocks? Yeah. Yeah. You get used to it. How long have you had OnlyFans? Uh so I actually had OnlyFans back in like 2016 or 17, but I stopped using it and I switched to a private Snapchat. But I switched back maybe close to like the end of last year. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, because OnlyFans has made a few like additions to that platform, which are beneficial. And and the uh, processing time for video uploads and stuff isn't as bad. So that's why I use it now. (laughs) Okay. How has your experience been with OnlyFans? How do you like it? Yeah, I think it's good. I think they create so many different options on there that like they have store like you can post daily stories, you can post on your timeline, you can send people videos and photos. Like there's a lot of options like voice recordings and things like it's pretty nifty. Yeah. Have you looked at any other sites besides OnlyFans? I know like Avian Stars is another big one. Have you looked at any other ones to expand beyond OnlyFans? Or is that kind of like, I have my stuff on OnlyFans, I'm going to stick to OnlyFans? I actually have my second website and I want to create my own little subscriber space for on my own website. Oh, sweet. Down. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that is beyond OnlyFans. It's just the problem with being Australian is that it's not illegal over here to create content or to create porn, but the banks uh, frown upon it. So it's harder to get access to a merchant account or a payment gateway. Out here, the bank supports so brothels, anything I guess that's like a physical service. So like you can book a stripper or an escort and because it's a physical service, it's okay, but they don't support digital content. What? They don't, that doesn't... <laughs> what yeah that's that's what i think is super weird that doesn't make sense but okay yeah so you can go and fuck someone and get paid but i can't send someone a video and get paid <laughs> that's incredible you know yes so that's why a lot of like australians are dependent upon um like I guess a whole bunch of like camming sites or porn sites or only fans okay and i think my OnlyFans has become so popular because it's like one of the the mainstream platforms now where people can actually make money. Yeah. But it's not just porn on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so much more than porn on OnlyFans. We got lots of stuff, you know? Yeah, there's people like doing workouts and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're naked or not, but there's people doing workouts. I feel like a yeah. naked workout probably sells better than a clothed workout, though. 
It does. I've done many of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any hesitancy at all to like start an OnlyFans? A little bit. So I have a IT guy. He works with me every now and then. And he was like, you should just really go back to OnlyFans. And and it took me about three weeks and then I caved. I was like, fine, we'll go back to OnlyFans. <laughs> but it's just because my experience like years ago, it was just such a slow process and server. So they've kind of come a long way and like fixed a few things in the back end, which makes it a lot easier to use their platform now. Oh, okay. I feel like that has yeah. to be a lot better for like a content creator, just having that just, I guess, better bandwidth and like streamlined, I guess. Yeah. No, they're good. And the fact that they have like um, analytics and you can see how much people have spent and same if you send like lock messages, you can see everything, like how many people view it, how many people receive it. Like it's good for analytics. Oh, nice. To understand your audience. Have you seen your brand like change at all since I guess getting back into like kind of like nude content? Yes. Yeah, so when I brought up previously that some followers have followed me for ages and there is a guy that keeps commenting lately on my Instagram. He's like, I remember the time you said you would never do porn. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Get off and now I look at it and I'm like, yeah, times change, environments change, social media changes. I change mentally and grow as an individual and now my perspective has changed. Like so I guess I w- I didn't used to see myself doing what I do now, but now I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. My brand's just gone in a different direction. Yeah, everybody's con- everybody's like constantly evolving. You can't expect somebody to stay the same. Yeah, and I'm like, just forget I said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Just uh, I didn't. I never said it. Don't worry. It's it's on video, but don't worry about it. <laughs> it was like four years ago. Let it be. <laughs> yeah. Are you concerned about like piracy at all of content, like uh, like on OnlyFans? Uh, people like redistributing my content. Yeah, like people. Yeah. Um, like I don't really lose sleep over it. I mean, yeah. There are, I guess my idea of the people that feel the need to steal people's content and because the people that steal the content, they resell it. Oh, okay. It's weird. So there's guys out there taking and they'll take like multiple girls' contents and have like Discord apps or um, mega folders of girls and then sell guys access to him for like five or ten dollars and i'm like why are guys paying guys to see girls content when they can just pay the girl damn you're right what the fuck it's it's a weird headspace like why are you paying a guy who steals stuff for a girl why don't you pay the girl and you can actually interact with her yeah and you just like it's ethical you know it's more of a personal experience for sure yeah, because I'm all welcoming for, like, dick pics and, like, wanking videos. I actually enjoy receiving them. Fuck yeah. Hear that, listeners? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to subscribe to the OnlyFans first, though. It's not a... Uh, yeah. This isn't your DMs. This is through OnlyFans, you know? Yeah, and you can't email them to me. <laughs> yeah, no email. <laughs> Emails. Oh, my God, no. I should never have said that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if... 
right. Has your uh, has your business have you been affected by this whole COVID thing, this uh, pandemic that we have going on? Have you been affected by that at all? Um, that actually, in the beginning when it came out, if anything, things got better because I think people were stuck at home and kind of bored. But everything's been pretty consistent and it's been fine. Oh yeah. Yo, so I interviewed uh, Jet Black. He's located in Melbourne. And he mentioned that they're like super locked down. How come Sydney is not locked down? What's up with that? Because they had a whole bunch of cases in Melbourne. So Sydney didn't need to be on lockdown, whereas Melbourne had to. They had a whole bunch of like apartment complexes where people were just infected in this one area. And then I think they put it on lockdown after that. Oh, God. Well, that's no good. I think they're like kind of like getting rid of some of the restrictions at the moment. And uh, I don't know if that's oh, – look, it's, it's on the news every day and you watch like snippets of it and you're just like, whatever, I'm not affected by it. Yeah, I mean it all just blurs together. Yeah, I talk to Jet like every week. So he's just been keeping busy with work, but he has been locked inside. Yeah. Wild, <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do you – how are you able to stay like motivated uh, through this time? Or really at any time? At any time. Well, now because the gym is back open, that's awesome because I go to the gym in the morning. So I found it – I did find it hard to train by myself when I was at home. Like because I work from home and I, I spend so much time in my house. Sometimes if I don't get an outlet, then I go a bit crazy. So I understand how people were during COVID because that's like me – all the time and has been for the past few years. Yeah. It's just me at home with my dog every day, all day. So when they took the gyms away, I was a bit like, I need something to go do to, to talk to another person. We got to have that. Yeah. To like physically see someone. I think it's not the same. Just talking to someone through a screen. No, it's definitely, it's not the same at all. Yeah. I think that was the only thing that, I struggled with a little bit. Yeah. Is it beneficial to like have somebody to talk to about work to like have like an outlet to like vent to? Yeah. So I have friends, but I also, I have a therapist and I see a therapist once a week and I just talk about different stresses. It's just a non-biased opinion. She doesn't know too much about the industry, but I'm assuming in a couple of months she will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'll be able to change her field no <laughs> no um I think it's necessary because in this industry especially online it's more of a mental and emotional um toll it takes on your like it's draining it's almost like you can sit and talk and respond to hundreds of messages say in like three hours or four hours and you will physically feel like you've just worked a 14-hour shift. Oh, I bet. Like, that's like just a, the emotional fuck, the emotional labor that has to go into that has to be, like, incredibly yeah. tolling on you. And it's not, it's like switching between conversations really fast as well. So you have to be able to remember who you're talking to, remember what you're talking about. And almost one person might be trying to sex you, then the next person will be asking you how your day is. And the next person's telling you about their day, about their family. Another person's sending you photos of dogs. And it's like, 
you've got to jump between all these different conversations. And like still maintaining that same energy that you like have, you know? Yeah. And maintain your brand at the same time as well. Yeah. Do you feel pressure at all? Like to live up to like, I guess anyone's other's expectations and yourself? Like, is it like I have almost a million followers? Is there pressure for you to like, I want to like make these people happy. I want to like, live up to their expectations how is that for you so i i used to think like that uh, maybe about two years ago i've tried to change my mentality and give myself downtime because i find social media you're in a world that never sleeps like yeah my target audiences are australia and the u.s and when I'm sleeping, I can wake up to like emails and like comments and people wanting things from the States. And I'm like, I'm asleep. And then if I wake up, people will be like, why didn't you do this, 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 and this? And I'll be like, holy shit, like I was asleep. Like give me some time. Yeah. So that that's a lot of pressure. Like people, I think it's more so the constant need. People seem to be needy of you and for you. That can be a little bit hard at times, but I think with the whole social media things with expectations, I think the only time I feel like I'm letting people down is if I go date someone and I feel like people who I date see my social media and expect something completely different than what they get in person. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I feel like I've let a few people down, but I'm just going to say I feel like those guys – were kind of insecure at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They expected so much more. And I was like, I, I'm not my brand. I am still a person. Yeah. You were separate from your, like you're, yeah, you're a regular yeah. person. Yeah. I think sometimes people can't differentiate between the two. Yeah. I mean, especially just seeing when you're seeing like so much of someone's life uh, through like a screen, you kind of make assumptions on what you think that person is based on what you're seeing. Although there's so much, you know, that you're, that you're not showing that you're not, that's not public information that so many people in your life are going to know about, but just like somebody from the outside who just has this idea of you based on what they're seeing has no idea what you're like, you know? Yeah. Well, it's a hundred percent. You can make, you can post like two or three videos and make someone believe whatever you want them to believe it's quite easy to do like with that on social media but I guess that's like say if I wanted to make make someone believe that I drank the whole night and I had like one drink you could do that on social media I'm sure there's heaps of people out there that do that so easy you could literally just post you just change your city to like New York and then post some like thing that look makes it look like you're in a city and you're like yeah I'm in New York people are like oh my gosh you went to New York and you're like this is a, like you have no fucking idea I swear there was a person that got caught out for that they were like a traveling account but they were photoshopping themselves into like different travel destinations pretending they were there God <laughs> That's that's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> weird, but yeah. But at least they got at least they got caught for it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Does burnout ever happen for you? Burn- oh, when I get burnout, yeah. Yeah. Wait, there'll be times when I get so. Actually, the past couple of months, I had really low iron, and I ended up getting an iron infusion, which 
thankfully my brain is like functioning so much better. I had the worst brain frog fog. (laughs) 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 I had the worst brain fog and just, I had no energy. Um, I didn't want to eat. I was, I'm actually like allergic to caffeine and I was relying on caffeine to like get me to do at least an hour's work a day. I couldn't get any work done. Like my iron was really bad. Um, and I guess that was really like a, a shitty kind of headspace, shitty body kind of space. Um, you feel like you're like pulling your hair out because you want to do so much, but you physically just can't. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So that was kind of my last rundown. But um, I get migraines um, kind of regularly. And I think it's from like looking at screens and blue light quite a bit or just like stressed out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, screens. Yeah. I mean, just like my dad, he's a, he's in front of a screen all day. And yeah, just like, just like makes his like, like head hurt looking at a screen constantly. Yeah. Yeah. There was like three days last week. I had a migraine Monday through to Wednesday. So that was a fun time. Oh man. <laughs> but you just do it. You're like, eh, look, my eyes are still open. So I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> As long as I got the smile on, nobody knows what's up. Yeah, I'm like, my eyes are open. I can do a video, okay? (laughs) (laughs) What what do you think, like, the best part of the job, worst part of the job is for you? I think the best part is being able to, I guess, make people's day. And, like, I enjoy receiving messages when people are like, I was feeling shit until I opened your account, your video today, or just your laugh or your smile. It makes me smile. Like, I think that's great that you can make an impact on somebody that you haven't even met. Fuck yeah. That has to feel good. Yeah, it is good to know that, like, you can do that. Like, I wish it was, like, sometimes, because I I feel like so many people want to meet you. And, like, they're like, oh, if I ever come here, would you, like, hang out with me? And I'm like, like, I feel like I just need to hold something where I can meet a whole bunch of people in one space. Because that would be hectic. That'd be, like, fun. Have, like, a little party. Like, I'd be down for that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that one big party. (laughs) Do do they have, like, like adult, like, entertainment expos kind of in Australia? Yeah, so they have Sexpo, and I think that goes between a couple of the states. They have a show for maybe, like, three days, I think, in each state. Yeah. I wonder if you could do something like that to where you could, like, go there and then just meet, like, a thousand people real quick what and, uh, yeah i like I, I mean i guess i can I, <laughs> not that you would want to do that <laughs> i just no because my brain works in a weird way so like i would rather come up with like a different creative kind of my own kind of thing yeah i feel yeah. like the, i feel like i'd have like a lot of anxiety going into that to where like oh i'm about to meet a thousand people today that fucking love me so much and i gotta put on this like you know like well, not, fa- it's not facade but just be 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 more than yourself you know well working those events is super tiring and exhausting i think you do like nine hour days and like meeting like that many people in such a short like it's such a busy area and stuff like that i just feel like if you did it for one day, it'd be sick. It'd be sweet for like four or five hours, but nine hours, three days in a row. <laughs> God, you might you might never want to meet anyone ever again. Yeah, I would be like, I am no longer smiling and I am not bubbly. Like, 
<laughs> They'd be like, get that girl a Snickers. Do you, do you have Snickers over there? Oh yeah, fuck that was that's uh that's one of my favorite candy bars. I love Snickers. Yeah, and like the ads, how like everyone's like grumpy, and then you give them a Snickers, and then they're like happy again. Then they snap out of it, and they're like, "Oh, I'm just a regular person." Yeah, that's it. back to normal. How to Snickers? Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like your views on men have changed at all since starting? I'm going to say years ago, yes. And I also came from, I have a background in um, topless waitressing. So I used to work um, bachelor parties, box parties, things like that out here for 10 years. So I feel like working those parties and events and seeing a different side to men when they were drinking and around their friends and just, I guess, infidelities and stuff like that changed my views a little bit but I feel like girls do it too and not everyone's like that so I guess I like put everyone into a basket and just categorize them based on like an environment I only got to see them in yeah that makes it yeah because it's like you have so many experiences with people it's hard to like change how you view like an entire group of people based on like a few people Yeah, but I feel like it comes with, like, the more that you work on your own shit and, like, I guess you grow as an individual, you just become, like, accepting of, like, that someone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like your views on sex at all have changed since starting? I mean, I like sex. I wish I had more sex. I struggle to have sex. I feel like the past three or four years, when it comes to, like, dating, I tend to intimidate guys that is not me saying that I am intimidating that's me regurgitating what people have said to me yeah Um, and I have had issues in the bedroom where guys can't seem to like get their penis hard or not wanting to have sex I feel like I like having sex yeah it's just find people to have sex with that is consistent even even if it's not like in a dating aspect like because most guys, they say they want to date you, but when it comes to the crunch, they don't really want to date someone in the industry because they can't handle it. Man, that really sucks. That sucks for them. Well, it's I would rather not date somebody like that, to be honest, because it's just going to bring on a whole whirlpool of like insecurities and problems further down the track. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Some, I feel like somebody, especially like with your brand being so big and you being such a pub- public person, somebody has to be securing themselves or else they're just going to be like oh do i like she she could choose whoever she wants does she really like me like i feel like you got to be secure in who you are God, i hear that so much <laughs> like she could be with anybody yeah why me why are you interested in me i'm like because i am i don't understand why is this a trick question do you ask this to every girl that you yeah <laughs> like <laughs> it's tough it's tough out there apparently what do you feel like you know about yourself now that you didn't know before you got in Mm. I feel like I have grown definitely you know what being on OnlyFans has grown me sexually and trying new weird things um which I'm kind of like huh I kind of like that yeah (laughs) I'm kind of digging that who would have thought um (laughs) I just feel like social media has taught me so much about other people 
just behavioral patterns, understanding audiences, um, how to interact with people um, in written context instead of just communicating as if you were in like person. Yeah. Um, it teaches you so much. And so I never went to university. I never studied um, anything, but everything I've learned, I've self-taught and learned through experiences and loss through business over like the past eight years. So I guess I'm grateful for the experiences I've had in being able to learn from them and not continue to make them. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) But really, I think it comes down to like listening to your gut. Yeah, I feel like that's that has to be huge for you or for anybody. I think turning, like, although it's like nude content in like an adult industry, it's really turned me into more of a business mind. Yeah, because I mean, you you're bit you're like you are your own business. Yeah. <laughs> like you're yeah you're right you're your yeah. own brand you're your own like corporation. Yeah, there's a lot going on in my mind and in my business. Like, there's a whole bunch of like different, I guess, directions I want to take. And it's like they're all coming at the same time right now. So it's kind of busy. Yeah. But also I feel like that has to be exciting as well. No, it's really good. I really think moving back to Sydney has definitely been a positive turn for me and especially business-wise because I've been sitting on these ideas for about the past year and now they're coming to life. And I'm a bit like I'm scared, but I'm excited at the same time. And I'm like, holy shit, just jump. And if you jump, I hope I fucking fly and I don't fall. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what, what would you tell somebody who's like kind of wanting to start their like own personal brand? What would you tell that person? So the personal brand, is this got to do with nudity or just in general? Let's go, well, actually just like in general and then I'll ask you like maybe like a follow-up, like somebody that wants to do maybe like OnlyFans or like online yeah. kind of uh, nudity kind of stuff. How would, how would, what advice would you give for them? So I guess okay. first off, like how would you, what, what advice would you give somebody that wants to like build their own personal brand, maybe like through social media or whatever? Okay, so I think when it comes to with a personal brand, it's all about finding the courage to just go out and do it and stop second guessing your decisions based on not people that you don't know that will see it, but people that you do know that will see it. So your friends and family, I think that's the hardest part to conquer. It's like, don't limit yourself to what you think other people want to see of you or think that you should be doing if you believe you want to do something and it makes you happy then go and do it because the only person that needs to be okay with it is you fuck yeah that's great (laughs) thanks (laughs) (laughs) what uh what would you tell somebody who wants to do kind of like online like OnlyFans uh kind of stuff what would you tell that person so i think with OnlyFans. You definitely need to understand that once something goes on the internet, it is out there in the world and it is hard to get down. It can be forever being reposted. If you do something now, make sure in 10 years time, you're still going to be on the same wave page and be like, I'm okay with it. So if you go and have sex on camera now in 10 years time, don't be like, I shouldn't have had sex. Be solid in your decision that that's what you want to do and make sure your reasons for doing it 
are the right sort of reasons, not because you want to make fast cash, because in this business, it's not about fast cash. No, no money comes that easily. You always have to work for it. Fuck yeah. I feel like it's just like such a, yeah, it is such a long game. Like when building your own, just like your own brand. I feel like you can't just, it's not a quick cash in, cash out, I'm out. I feel like it'd be like a long-term yeah. thing. 100%. I spent four years on social media before I even started making like half decent money from social media. Like I put four years of effort in without a return. So that was an investment I chose to make. And now it's paid off eight years down the track. Yeah. So you can't just expect to start something and see a return straight away and get like let down. Like everyone starts there. For yeah, sure. Everyone starts with nothing. <laughs> Damn, yeah. <laughs> That's real talk. <laughs> what uh where do you see yourself in like five years? Five years, God, I'm 33 now. So I I wouldn't mind being in a relationship, I guess, by then. And possibly I guess I do want kids. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh like I like I'm like I do, but like right now I don't. I'm like I see a kid in the street and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, theore- theoretically, it would be cool, but not right now. Yeah, that's if I found the right person, 100%. But business-wise, I really would love to see charity TV um, to be popular and trending and just have ideas and grow my internal like team that I work with and have like different ways to monetize and not having to be in front of the camera as much so more but still be able to profit from other things that are in front of the camera yeah like more like producing producing content rather yeah than Then it just being based around myself yeah hell yeah yeah so then i can take a holiday you know you gotta be you gotta be able to take a holiday you gotta be able to do that yeah well i feel like <laughs> Everything revolves around you. You don't get the holiday so much when like people need so much from you. Yeah, for sure. Just like taking that, taking that time for yourself, I feel like has to be important just when you're constantly, it's you, you, like people are on you, I guess, or need things from you. Yeah. It's a bit intense sometimes. What, uh, is there a thing, like if you could do anything, what would you do? Do you have that thing? Ooh. I could do anything like I actually like what I do but um I guess it would still have to be it would probably be along the lines of producing okay I come up with some pretty weird and wacky ideas but um my downfall is that I'm not good at putting them into like on paper okay okay so I'm more of a visual and like uh, I can spill my ideas I think I just need someone to like write them for me. Fuck yeah! If that makes sense. No, that makes that makes a hundred percent sense. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! Well, I'm ex- I'm excited for the future to see what uh, see what happens with your brand. That's dope. Well, thank you. I'm excited too. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, Cherry, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This has been a, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. I've had a great time. Oh yeah. Before uh, before we get out of here, you want to plug uh, some social media for the people out there? Sure do. So my Instagram is at CherryDana27. Uh, same as my Twitter, CherryDana27. 
my OnlyFans where you can find all my exclusive nude content is also CherryDana27. And my website that will be up and running soon is CherryDTV.com. Awesome. Cherry, I appreciate you coming on. This has been a great time. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Listeners, we will be back later. That was my interview with Cherry Dana. Yo, shout out Cherry. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was a good time. Listeners, she just plugged it. I'll plug it again. You can find her on Instagram, on Twitter, at CherryDana27. Her OnlyFans, CherryDana27. I'll have a link to all her social media, her OnlyFans, in the Libsyn page from this week. So make sure you check out the Libsyn page. Give her a follow. While you were there, we are also on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Full Service Pod. My personal IG and Twitter, at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the podcast, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you hit that like button, that follow button, that subscribe button. You'll be alerted as soon as a new episode drops. I say it every week. Ratings and reviews really do help for visibility for the podcast. So if you could, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Write us a review. I'll read it on here. Uh, (laughs) And I'll love you forever. Uh, It'll be great. Episode 56. It's done. It's in the books. I appreciate you being here. I'm actually uh, headed up to North Carolina for a couple days. I'm recording this Sunday night. I'm leaving. I'm headed up to North Carolina like Monday. I'll be in like Greenville Tuesday and Wednesday. But I'll be in RDU, old uh, Raleigh, uh, Thursday, I guess, through Monday. I got a show Thursday at North Street Beer Station on Raleigh at like 8 o'clock. So, hey, stand-up comedy's happening. And, uh, hey, if you want to be on the podcast and you're in the Raleigh area, I will come to you. So it'll be a good time. I'll, uh, we can record. But, uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, kind of like, I guess, yeah, stand-up comedy is uh, back. I did a spot on Saturday at Pond City Market, like, Outdoor Amphitheater. That was the first time I'd been up literally since March. And uh, I got a show the 18th at a Reformation Brewery in Canton. So I'm like, let me get some sets in before this happens, because I cannot go <laughs> in front of a lot of people after not doing stand-up for like seven months and then uh, do some time. So uh, <laughs> I'll be out there. So uh, I'll, I'll post on uh, Instagram, Twitter when I got dates, and I'll probably also put in the show notes. But uh, as of right now, I'll be at North Street Beer Station Thursday at 8 in Raleigh. And then I got another show, Rally Monday, but it's at this dude's house. I'm not really sure what's happening with that, but uh, Facebook. (laughs) I'll post a link to it. And uh, Reformation Brewery in Canton on October 18th. But uh, hey, thanks for being here. I'll stop talking. We will be back next Tuesday. Who's my guest? Oh boy, it's a motherfucking surprise. Could be a solo episode. Who knows? But uh, probably an interview. But uh, hey, (laughs) if you're subscribed, you'll be alerted as soon as the episode drops. I will see you on Tuesday. I'm out. Later. service.